and welcome back on the spot. Taking a week off. Devin, it's good to have you back today. You weren't feeling well last week. Uh, so that's, uh, it's good to see you back with us today. I am here. Uh, ben, you've already, we have already acknowledged Devin. Thomas is here also. So the uh, three musketeers, three amigos, three compadres. Anything else? Any other trace? Oh, trace. Trace Hermanos? Trace Hermanos. So good. I'm not going to lie. Okay, anyhow. Um, lunch plans for today. Yes, already. Yeah, what are you guys doing for lunch? Uh, um, Thomas is actually providing us our word today. So, mm-hmm. Thomas, uh, what do you got for us and why do you have it for us? So, well, I'm still kind of new to all of this. So, uh, as far as introducing the word, I'm not exactly sure of your typical format of when to throw it in. But this is something that I've just been thinking about. I think about this word all the time and the balance of this as a believer and what we're supposed to think or pursue or not pursue regarding this word. Okay. Um, and it came up last week in passing um, and it really got me thinking about it again. It's a good build. He's building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really got right? us on the edge yeah, of the seat. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just hand it over to you. I mean, we're, we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 here in a little bit. Okay. Um, but the word is Comfort. Comfort. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, uh, the the thing, the reason it pops up into my mind, you know, we have the Holy Spirit being called a comforter, mm-hmm. um, and we're we're, you know, we're told to seek our comfort in God, and we know that there's a lot of things that we can do ministerially with our our homes, our comfort, and our finances, all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But but we're also told specifically not to pursue these things in replacement of God. Mm. Um, and in Mark 10, we have the passage of the rich young ruler, um, you know, which has uh, always been a little bit of a controversial one here and there because some people take it and and run to the point of preaching a poverty gospel and some people basically write it out of the Bible, you know, and pretend like it's not there. Um, so, you know, we have, we have the story of this, uh, the rich young ruler who approaches Jesus and, and you know, he says, um, what must I do to inherit, inherit an eternal life? You know, he's just called Jesus good and he says, why would you call me good? No one is good except God. You know the commandments, do all these things. Teacher, he declared, all these things I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So what what place does comfort have in the life of a believer is kind of my... That's a great question. Hey, thanks for bringing that word. I love that word with so many things come to when we talk about the comforter the paraclete the one who comes Mm -hmm. alongside of us i like that you know in the sense that he is sent to us from jesus so um you know and i love that you also brought on you know that it's in ministry you know we're called so many to comfort one another encourage one another is one of those one of those 59 one another's in the new testament that we can do to each other and then you you also like the negative aspect of that is is comfort 
um, looking at it from an idea of like, hey, we're comfortable and fat, just like Jesus talked about the uh, the uh, church of the Laodiceans, mm-hmm. where he says, you know, yeah. you say I'm rich, I'm comfortable, I have need of nothing. Basically, yeah. they were living in comfort. And he said, you're poor, miserable, blind, and naked, yeah. laying them low and, you know, selling you repent. So yeah. I, I love those. Uh, there's so many aspects to that word yeah. that we can take a look at. That would be my initial thoughts. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, multi-layered yeah. for certain uh, and you know what else has layers onions, onions <laughs> have layers. okay shrek <laughs> um yeah i've always kind of lo- viewed comfort and i don't know that this is with 100 percent accuracy mm. so don't take this as a blanket you know broad brush stroke statement of applicability in all areas mm. Comfort in the realm of our spirituality, in our walk with Jesus Christ, I've always kind of questioned the source of what I'm drawing comfort from. Mm-hmm. Is it external or is it internal? Uh, like, you know, the external things, the money, the possessions, the the homes, the cars, the relationships, all of these things. Am I trying to draw comfort from them or am I trying to draw comfort from things from Holy Spirit inside of me? Um, and again, there's, I mean, there's certain things that, you know, we can, we can look at from internal, uh, that would provide us comfort that may not necessarily be spiritual. Uh, so again, I don't Mm -hmm. say that as 100% applicability across the board, but I do think it's a pretty decent litmus test. At least it has been in my life of, am I storing up treasures here on earth or Mm -hmm. treasures in heaven Mm -hmm. type thing? And, um, you know, because I believe that comfort, peace, uh, security, all of those things that you know passes all understanding. I think that those happen oftentimes internally in the midst of chaos externally. Um, yeah. So when I think of comfort, that's one of the first things that comes to my mind is like, what source am I focusing mm-hmm. on to try to obtain this level of comfort? And that's the, that's the area I find so interesting about comfort from a spiritual perspective is that so often. Our internal comfort comes at times when externally things aren't comfortable. Yeah, right. Taking a nap in the on the boat in the midst of a storm. Exactly, yeah. and it doesn't make sense, you know. And and but that's one of the, I think that's one of the beauties about it, you know. I, I got into a conversation with uh, another youth pastor yesterday afternoon. Um, we were just talking about family life and all this kind of stuff, and um, he said something uh, with regards to comfort, where he was sort of saying that you know he was with his in laws over Thanksgiving. And they're incredibly wealthy people. We were saying, like, that's not wrong. Like, there's nothing, you know, money in and of itself is not evil. But he said that their wealth comes at the expense of being generous to anybody else. Mm. Um, and, you know, because he was reflecting their newlyweds and they're trying to build their life. And they were like, you know, I don't want to be that way. But also when you're a newlywed and you're young and you're in a youth pastor, <laughs> comfort sometimes starts to come by. <laughs> so it's mm. also like a dream of like, wow, nice big house couple of cars, all these sorts of things. And I think finding the balance of that as a believer can be so difficult because I think, I think, you know, Jesus clearly says that, you know, we're told throughout scripture that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And people write that off, but I think, you know, we're kidding ourselves if we say that our culture doesn't love money. Right. You know, we're, we're obsessed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and for me, this is the area I've been reflecting on this as far as my external comfort goes is that the moment that I'm enjoying my external comfort at the expense of someone else's, something's wrong. 
you know, because I mean, not you, you guys know of current life stuff is that our comfort is currently disturbed um, in our home, but it's been wonderful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, we even have people at church being like, well, you need to get that fixed or, you know, remedy this situation so that you guys can have your house back or whatever it might might be. And it's like, I don't, is, I don't know if that's actually like the right thing to pursue in this moment, you know. And But I think it's some, something that I think we always wrestle with because, yeah, we have preachers and pastors in the nation who tell you that comfort is the thing you're to seek. That's what Jesus wants you to have is external comfort. Yeah. Um, and so we all, like, I think everybody knows that's not quite right. Yeah. But I think that, uh, I think our faith should require an element of risk, mm. right? Which is uncomfortable yep. in its own nature. I remember I was at a uh, pastor's conference once and, you know, they, they kind of seat you randomly at tables with other pastors and stuff that you may not know, you know, during dinner. And we were, love that. Uh, yeah, we, we were all just talking and they were all apparently, um, you know, very passionate about skiing. Mm. I am not. I can barely walk in the snow, mm. much less get on long boards and fly down a hill. But I know that one brother kind of became not a laughing stock, but they were kind of poking a little bit of fun at him, challenging him a little bit because he was. He started his story by bragging about how he had just returned from a ski trip and how he was so proud of the fact that he did not fall one time and then they i was like wow good on you and i can't walk without doing that you know i was like but then they all kind of started poking at him a little bit and they were like well you didn't push yourself Hmm. if if you if you if you weren't falling you weren't pushing yourself you weren't taking a big enough risk you know if you weren't running into a tree or falling down or losing your balance or whatever it's like you were being too conservative with the slopes that you were on Hmm. And they, they were saying that, like, you know, true skiing involves risk and pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. I sat and, I, and as I was sitting there listening to this foreign conversation that was happening, I was kind of it's kind of like with our faith mm-hmm. in certain areas. Like if you're I don't want to sound like I'm endorsing messing up, mm-hmm. but if you're not falling on your face every now and then, are, are you really getting out of that comfort zone in your faith and stepping out and taking risks like housing someone or someone's? You know, or, you know, going into a place that you may not necessarily be comfortable or doing something, having a conversation that you're not necessarily comfortable or giving past that point of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one of those things that I think with comfort works against us truly taking steps out in our faith sometimes. I know what, just re, what you said of just um, a statement long time ago was told to me that, and I remember writing it in my Bible and it was somebody said, God is more concerned about your character than he is about your comfort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that was one of those. I had to stick down in there, you know, just remember that passage because I was like, wow, this is what God wants. God wants me to be a man of character. He's not worried about me being a man of comfort. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable in itself right there. But if that's what our goal in life is, hmm. then that's the wrong aim, you know, because our aim is to be Christ-like 
and he was uncomfortable in a lot of places mm. and he made people uncomfortable while he made other people comfortable you know he made people that felt outcast and gone and forsaken he said be clean he said be comfortable he comforted those people that were so far gone outside of society so far, you know, told that they were wrecks, they were worthless. He made those people comfortable, but he came to the other people and he made them feel really uncomfortable because he said, man, you're putting your traditions before your relationship with God, before people. I desire mercy in that second. He would just, you know, right there. And I think that's such a key aspect that we need to be concerned about. If my character is Christ-like, that's what I'm going to be pursuing. And I'm going to be pursuing my relationship with others, my relationship with God at the cost of taking up my own cross daily because that's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to die. Paul said, I die daily. He didn't say, I'm just, I'm comfortable daily, man. It's, yeah, it's life's cool over. He said, yeah. no, I'm dying daily. He said, we're pressed on or pressed down, crushed beyond measure, you know, but he said, but we're not destroyed. And that was because, man, he'd chosen to do it God's way, which oftentimes meant that he made a lot of people uncomfortable, and he himself was uncomfortable in a lot of situations, such that times he said, God, please take this away from me. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. So, And he rested, just what Ben started with, his comfort became internal and said, you know, I'm most gladly, therefore we'll, we'll rejoice in my infirmities and those things I'm suffering that's what I'm going to be comfortable with right now yeah no it's it's the the place we were sort of landing on in our, in our discussion last night was the that idea of yeah comfort comfort in and of itself isn't wrong and sometimes God will give you seasons in life where things are a little easier you know there there's sometimes I've experienced moments where like even when we moved here to Grayson you know middle of covid um god provided a house just sort of out of the blue um that was really cheap and really affordable and what we were able to do and we got settled into a good community and the and the cost of everything cost of life not not just like cost of living but just life in general wasn't high we were getting settled things were easy and comfortable and fun and that was great but then eventually every so often things come up where there's a question of here's a situation that might cost you some of your comfort. What are you going to do? Mm. Are you going to live with open hands and say, well, God gave me this, I can give it away just as easily. Or are you going to say, nope, I'm going to dwell and not sacrifice on my comfort. Um, and I think that's been the thing that's been challenging me is like finding the balance of all of that stuff. Um, because it, I mean, I, I knew the word comfort was, it's a multifaceted thing you know you can go to down the line of paraclete we can go down the line of internal comfort or external comfort and all these kind of things but i thought it'd be an interesting thing to wrestle with yeah i mean because I mean, we're all kind of wired to seek that out right i mean mm -hmm. like when we're in moments of discomfort the longing of our heart most of the time becomes to get back to where we're comfortable yeah um and in some cases that's that's good you know like again he he sends us you know he has sent us comforter in the form of his holy spirit so it's not always a derogatory or, or negative mm -hmm. term or concept yeah. but again just like everything else with this life i believe it's what our motives are in what we're seeking because um, again you know it's like jesus taking a good solid nap on a mm -hmm. boat in the midst of a hurricane basically yeah. mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it's just, you know, what, what do you have your peace in? What do you have, what, what, what's your comfort in? And what is your pursuit of that? Yeah. I like that. I think you think of the Lord down there sleeping on that, you know, boat, you know, he's just, uh, and these are not people that are just like some, you know, uh, like us landlubbers, you know, these are sailors. These are people that did fishing for a living. They are experienced with the Sea of Galilee and its tempests and storms. And they said, Master, we are perishing. Mm -hmm. You know, they were scared to death, bailing out whatever it was. How could he be sleeping down there? Um, But, you know, he he did what he did. He rose and, and rebuked it. And and I think they worshipped him afterwards. They said, who can this be that even the wind and the, and the waves obey him? And that's what the revelation we need. We're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to be like, think we have down and we've been doing this little life thing for a while now. And then here comes the storm that's going to toss us and make us uncomfortable. Seems like God is nowhere to be found. He's out there sleeping on us. And, you know, but he's waiting for us to just trust him because he rebuked them. Why are you so little faith? Hey, this boat's not going down if I'm in it. You know what I mean? I mean, and I wish we could have another picture where they did have faith. Wouldn't be that would have been a cool picture. And it's not there because we needed to see their lack of faith because that's us. But it would have been cool if we could have seen one time where they're like, yeah, he's sleeping down there. The boat's not going under. If he's there, we're just going to kick back and let's ride out the storm, you know? So that would have been an interesting little aspect to have right there. So love that. And I love that. I love, and I, you know, I, I want to make it clear that we're not preaching against comfort. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, watch your TV. Have a relax. You know, right. I was sick last week. There was no comfortable position I could get in <laughs> while I was sick. You know, I'd turn over. That lasted for a minute, and then I would turn back over, and it was just an uncomfortable night. You know, and mm-hmm. seeking comfort is not a bad thing if it's not the end goal of our lives. Mm-hmm. The character of Christ is. Yeah, yeah that, and come back to the rich young ruler, the kind of thing that we've talked about before i think in, in in other areas is i you know i don't believe every human being or every follower of christ is called to sell everything that they have and give everything away to the poor amen but everyone is called to be ready and willing to any at any moment yeah you know if yeah. if asked that's right. like that's that's the calling is like he was asked what are you going to do if you're asked that's the you know if you're not asked okay but if you are what are you going to do yeah. i love that you said that i'm sorry i just mm-hmm. had to jump that's in there because it's such a powerful point you can't take one passage of scripture and blanket it with everybody. Mm. You know, that's some people, I mean, that's how monks did it. You know, how you must go. And those are things that were built and you all had to get rid of all your money and go be a monk. No, Jesus, that was what was holding him back. That was his comfort in life. And Jesus said, man, this is what, you know, because he said one thing you lack, just one thing, man. It was just the one thing that was between him and God. This is your one thing. For us, it could become something completely different. Maybe for some people, it is money, and they need to go and sell it all and get rid of it and follow Jesus. I can't say that's not, but it's it's not blanketed for every Christian that, right. Christian that we should all be poor or, you know, that we should all be rich. Some are right. rich, some are poor. Whatever God calls you to, live in such a way that you were called and just use it for the glory of God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Devin, he'll be bringing the word for us. He's learning this as you all are learning this. So we're going to pick on Devin next week and have him bring the word uh, into our discussion time. Um, We hope that you've enjoyed uh, this episode of On the Spot. If you haven't already, subscribe, follow, rate, review, all of those good things. We would appreciate it. Tell a friend 
uh, still in the podcast world, um, the best advertising is word of mouth. Uh, so if this has uh, been a benefit to you, these discussions that we have, uh, would be very appreciative if you guys would just tell somebody uh, to go and take a listen to this. Um, so with that, Devin, will you pray for us and we'll wrap up, man? Amen. Be an honor. Father, uh, we thank you. Thank you that you comfort us in all our trials, that we may be able to comfort those who are going through any trial themselves. And Lord, that you have sent us Holy Spirit, who is indeed our comforter. Lord, we want to say also that we repent, Lord God, in our sorrow, that we have placed our comforts before you at times. Mm -hmm. Lord, we ask that you would indeed help us to lay aside the things of this world and not love them, but love you chief and foremost. Thank you for my brothers here. Thank you for our listeners. Ask that you bless them and bless us, Lord God, as we seek your face. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.